Welcome to We On Fire Sports Podcast, providing hot takes and analysis across the sport and landscape. Straight talk, no chaser. We On Fire Sports Podcast. We on Five Sports Podcast. Man, man, we got a big show coming up, man. We got episode number 26. Man, a lot has occurred in the National Football League. Man, we had the end of the regular season. And it's on to the playoffs as we have a big wild card weekend coming up this weekend. Man, we also, too, had Black Monday across the National Football League. Definitely going to get into that. I got my NFL correspondent coming through, Steve. We're definitely going to touch on all the coaches who caught the guillotine on Black Monday. Also, too, man, we're going to take a look across the National Basketball Association. I got uh, one of my NBA correspondents coming through, Shad. Definitely provide his analysis across the NBA and what's cracking between the East and Western Conference so far. So, man, we got a big one, man. Big one. Also, too, we're going to get into the national championship game. Congratulations to Kirby Smart and the Georgia Bulldogs. Go dogs! They are the 2021 national champions. They knocked out the bully and saving and company with the Alabama Crimson Tide. Going to get into that. So, man, man, I appreciate y'all listening once again. We got a hot one. I got some hot guests coming through providing their feedback. Man. We on Fire Sports Podcast. We on Fire Sports Podcast. Man, man, Monday, man, we had the big, big college football tilt, the college football national championship game. And we had the Alabama Crimson tied up against the Georgia Bulldogs as it was a rematch of the SEC championship game. You know, I put it out there. I thought that Georgia, given a second chance, that they would knock off the Alabama Crimson Tide. And it appears I got this one right. Want to send congratulations to Kirby Smart and company up in Athens. As I know, they're still partying right now. It's their first national championship since 1980. Herschel Walker team that won the national championship. Definitely want to send a shout out to Coach Dooley. I've seen him doing the telecast of the game. He's definitely a legend in the Southeast. Definitely at the uh, University of Georgia. You just want to congratulate them on the national championship as they was able to knock out Big Bad Bama. But I think Big Bad Bama will definitely be back for next season. They had a pretty young football club this year. They will be back, but Kirby Smart and company got the monkey off Georgia's back and brought home the national championship. So want to spend a special congratulations out to the Georgia Bulldogs. We on five sports podcast. We're going to kind of get in depth into the game on our next episode, but I wanted to send a special shout out to the Georgia Bulldogs. Once again, 2021 national champions. Go dogs! We on Five Sports Podcast.
We on Five Sports Podcast. Man, the NFL concluded the final week of the NFL season as the NFL goes into the playoffs. There's a lot of teams evaluating their ball clubs right now, teams that didn't make the playoffs with the NFL, with the expanded playoffs of the NFL. And yeah, we've had some coaches who head fell on the guillotine. I'm going to start off with as those who definitely listen to this podcast knows that my allegiance is to the Chicago Bears and I'm never proud of a person losing their job but I'm proud that the Chicago Bears have fired Matt Nagy as well as Ryan Pace I had a conversation on this podcast with one of my Bears correspondents earlier in the season about I just didn't think it was going to work out I just didn't think Nagy was going to work out I thought Ryan Pace he made a few big time moves early in his tenure with the trade of Khalil Mack the Mitchell Trubisky situation didn't go well The defense looked like it's backtracking and some of the picks that we've had, they've been 50-50. So definitely was time for the Bears to clean house as the search begins for a new head coach and general manager. We on Five Sports Podcast definitely going to bring through one of my Bears correspondents definitely to get into this situation. But yeah, that's where we at with it, man. Matt Nagy. And Ryan Pace fired by the Chicago Bears. Another head coach that was fired that's in the division is Mike Zimmer of the Minnesota Vikings. Mike Zimmer's been in Minnesota for eight years. I think they've made three playoff appearances. They've won the division, the NFC North twice. But it wasn't enough to save his job, him and Rick Spielman, who was the GM of the Minnesota Vikings. He got let go as well. Your whole Kirk Cousins guaranteed $84 million was a big move when they brought him over from the Washington football team. But I did think that it was time for them just to move on. I mean, I do believe this division will be up for grabs pretty soon once Aaron Rodgers decides to hang him up you know but I thought that that was a move that should have been made as well then we go out west as we had the Denver Broncos letting go Vic Vangio you know Vic Vangio former defensive coordinator of Chicago Bears got the job in Denver and he was let go as well as Denver looks to move forward Thought Denver had definitely a good defense. Good young defense. But just very average offense. With a very average quarterback. And that's no disrespect to Teddy Bridgewater. But they're going to be looking for another head coach. And then finally, down in Miami. The Miami Dolphins let go Brian Flores. I thought that this decision was not a good decision by the Ross family down there with the Miami Dolphins. 
there's some speculation out there. Mr. Ross has a trick up his sleeve. He's an alumnus of University of Michigan, where Mr. John Harbaugh, I'm sorry, Jim Harbaugh, is currently the head football coach. I don't know about this one, man. I'm definitely going to bring my Miami Dolphin correspondent through, man, to shed some light on this whole situation as we're going to get a little bit more in depth in this. But I didn't think that Brian Flores should have lost his job. I thought that the Dolphins played great football in the second half of the season. I mean, they was the second hottest team in the National Football League going down the stretch. So... We'll see how this unfolds. We on Five Sports Podcast. We're definitely going to get into these situations a little bit more in depth. But I definitely wanted to speak on these, man. We'll see what happens in the near future for all of these franchises. We on Five Sports Podcast. Week 18 concluded, and now the NFL is ready for the playoffs. But week 18 was definitely compelling. The reason it was compelling, because there were some teams out there that were still trying to get position into the playoffs. And one of those teams, well, two of those teams, was the Chargers and the Raiders. As man, was this a good football game. As the Raiders was able to knock off the Chargers 35 to 32 in overtime. Shout out to Carson with the field goal in overtime. And he literally kicked the Raiders into the playoffs. Oh man, what a season have the Raiders had. Most of their stuff have been off the field. Well chronicled. John Gruden saying goodbye. Over the emails, we had the situation with Henry Ruggs. They just recently had another chap off the team catch a DUI. So it's been a wild and wacky season for the Raiders. And you can see it in their play on the field. They was up and down all season long. But Derek Carr and company came through, man, when they needed it. As they were able to get into the playoffs. So definitely going to be exciting another notable game from week 18 most thought it wasn't going to be notable it was a straight layup and that's the Indianapolis Colts traveling down to Jacksonville to play the Jacksonville Jaguars and as the OGs say man you know the football aficionados out there, man. The game is not played on paper. It's played on the field. The Colts thought it was sweet. They thought it was sweet down in Duval County with the Jacksonville Jaguars. And they learned the hard way, taking a nice L. Man, Carson Wentz, I think he's still cleaning some dirt off of uh, off of him, all the sacks he got, man. I mean, man. And they played themselves straight out of the playoffs. And Coach Frank Wright, head coach of the Indianapolis Colts, as we all know, former quarterback of the National Football League. He looked like he just wanted to go in the corner and just cry or something, man. I mean, it was like a funeral 
I mean, just disbelief. But like I said, the game is not played on paper, it's played on the field. And they have arguably, most people would consider the MVP of the National Football League on their team and Jonathan Taylor didn't get on the ball. So it wasn't just Carson Wentz. I just think their game plan was just a little, little bogus and they paid the hard way. So they out of the playoffs. We also, too, have some news we want to report on. And this fella I've talked about before on this show. Because I thought he was a goner. Looks like I was correct in that. And that's Mr. Dave Gettleman. As Dave Gettleman has retired from the New York Giants after four seasons. I'm not going to say I told I, I told y'all so because there's a lot of people felt like Dave should have been out of there. So I'm not going to take all the credit for it. I just acknowledged it as he stepped down or quote unquote retired. Not sure what that exactly entails. So, man, the NFL, we're finally at the part of the season everyone loves as we have the uh, playoffs kicking off this weekend. We got the wild card round, which has been expanded. So we on five sports podcasts. We definitely going to break down in depth the NFL playoffs. But we have some compelling matchups, you know, kicking it off. We got the Raiders traveling to Cincinnati to play the Bengals on at 430 on Saturday. Then we have the night tilt with the New England Patriots traveling up to Buffalo to play the Buffalo Bills, Orchard Park. Then on Sunday, we got the Philadelphia Eagles traveling down to Tampa to play the Tampa Bay Bucks at 1 o'clock on Sunday. Then we got the San Francisco 49ers at the Dallas Cowboys at 4.30 on Saturday. Man, that feels like a blast from the past, don't it? Never seen that one in the wild card, though, Frisco versus Dallas. But, man, then we got the Pittsburgh Steelers traveling out to Kansas City to play the Chiefs at 8.15 on Sunday. So we got three games on Sunday. And then the recap, we got Monday. We got the Arizona Cardinals backed into the playoffs, traveling out to Los Angeles to play the Rams. So we got a full tilt of football this weekend. Definitely gonna bring my correspondence through, man, as we break down the playoffs. Now we're ready, set to go. Definitely we're gonna check in with some more updates as they unfold. But man, we got the playoffs locked and loaded. We definitely gonna get into depth in these playoffs. But man, we appreciate y'all listening. We on Fire Sports Podcast. We on Five Sports Podcast. Coming up, I got my NFL correspondent Steve coming through, providing this breakdown across the National Football League and this whole Black Monday business with coaches catching the guillotine. Man, we gonna get right into it, man. We on Five Sports Podcast. Sir. I'm doing well, Mr. Nah. How's everything going with yourself? 
man, man, everything has been great, man. Um, got into the the nitty gritty part of the NFL season, man. The NFL playoffs, man. We're here. There's some teams that we thought was gonna be here in the playoffs that ain't here, and there's some teams that's here that we didn't think was gonna be here in the playoffs, man. So definitely wanted to get your take. But I know, man, you uh, you know, a big Miami Dolphins guy, man. You're my Dolphins correspondent. I'm gonna get right into the hot news, man. The firing of uh, Brian Flores, man. I definitely got to get your thoughts on that. Uh, you know, it was a shocker, man. But I definitely want to get your thoughts on that. Uh, that Flores firing, man. Shocker for sure. Uh, you know, good job. He's a good coach. Um, but it seems to be, and it's a reoccurring trend with Belichick disciples. You know. Um, I know, uh, you know, a lot of times those guys can be overboard when it comes to being a, dis- a, a disciplinarian. Communication with the players has always been an issue. Um, so I think from what, everything I've heard that that's what's going on here. There's some players who complained about the way he, he you know, he, he goes after them. Uh, also, you know, going through what four, four, four offensive coordinators in three years. That didn't help. Uh, so there, there's probably some issues there. He didn't get along with Chris Greer. So there's some issues there. Uh, you know, it, it's unfortunate because I think he's probably the best head coach we've had in about 30 years. Hands down. Uh, but for some reason or another, he didn't get along with the GM. and doesn't get along with, the, with some of the players. And he didn't get along with some of the coaches. And subsequently, the owner steps in and says, hey, you got to go. So um, he's gonna he's gonna do well. He's gonna be uh, he's gonna get a job this year for sure. I, I, I can't see him not getting a job this year because he's that good of a head coach. But you know, it would have been nice to see him stay on as a Dolphins and maybe even get us a Deshaun work with a Deshaun Watson or or top tier quarterback and see what we could have done. Yeah, I mean the Dolphins was to me the second hottest team in the National Football League, man, over the second stretch of the of the season. And, you know, I was thinking that whole situation with him and Chris Greer, I, I was thinking like, yeah, there had to be a disconnect there for a guy, you know, the season started off, you know, kind of slowly for, for the Dolphins. But, man, the Dolphins picked up the pieces and had a great second half of the season was a game away from making the making the playoffs. So to me, I think you hit it right on the head. I think it's a, a, a thing with the Belichick disciples. You know, we had another Belichick disciple fall on the sword uh, this evening in Joe Judge. Yeah, it's hard out here, a Belichick disciple. Yeah, well, you see, when you're Bill Belichick and you build enough equity to be able to do that and to to have that approach, it's one thing. But when you're a guy who's just coming in, half of his disciples, you know, these are first head, first head coaching jobs for them. It's kind of hard to come with that approach. Um, but he, I mean, the player, he got the most out of the players. He got guys off the streets sometimes, you know, Duke Johnson, you know, you know, there's a bevy of other guys that came off the streets, undrafted guys that he got them to play really hard. It's just a matter of, you know, for me, I think it was just dealing with Chris Greer. The whole tool situation didn't really help. So there was some, from everything I've heard, there was some, uh, you know, some issues communicating with Tua a little bit. I don't. I don't think he wanted Tua. I think he wanted Justin Herbert, from what I've heard. Um, 
that could have been an issue as well. And, you know, that's probably going to linger over this franchise for years to come. As you see what Justin Herbert is, and he's the kind of quarterback that goes out and wins you games as opposed to the quarterback that you just hope doesn't lose you games, um, which is what a lot of people think Tua is. So, you know, it'll, it'll be interesting uh, to see where he lands. I think uh, Chicago might be a good spot for him. You know, team like that where you can, or even New York now that Judge is gone, where you can kind of build on a, a culture, build on a foundation. Um, but at the end of the day, like any other coach in the NFL, if you don't have a quarterback, you're not going to succeed. So uh, there was a lot of talks that maybe that the relationship with him and Deshaun, uh, Deshaun wanted to be in Miami because of him. So, you know, maybe, you know, that opens the door one for another team that, that, that he can potentially sign on with. And maybe that might, you know, put them into the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes. So it, it all remains to be seen. But, yeah, it's unfortunate. Yeah, man, I think that definitely was a surprise move. I mean, the other coaches who fell on the sword on Black Monday, um, you know, we had Mike Zimmer up in Minnesota, um, him and Chris Spielman, the GM, uh, got put on the guillotine. Definitely my Chicago Bears and Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace got put on the guillotine. I, Bears, I thought it was time to hit I think it's just time for, for, for new blood in the building. Um, just have a new approach. You know, I knew Nagy was out of there. You know, I was pushing for Pace to be out of there because I just think that the Bears just needed just a new direction. You know, they have some young pieces. You know, we have some young players that, you know, showed, showed a little something this season. But I definitely think that, especially, too, when you got Justin Fields going to a second season, man. It, if you're not going to do it now, this, this was, to me, was the right time to just make that whole clean clean slate man and just hit the reset button for real for real yeah yeah i mean the roster when you look at it you have so much of your cap tied into your front seven and while it's a good front seven the back end of the secondary struggle the offensive line struggle um so you know trying to get some players in to help you i mean this day and age in the nfl while yeah a good defense does take you a long way but you also need a good offensive line um you know you need some weapons you you guys are short of weapons um alan robinson wasn't the same player that 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 he ha he has been in the past um you got a good running back there but uh at the end of the day Nagy didn't he didn't commit to the run nearly as much as he should have a lot of that is the offensive line um and they never shored up that part of the ball. And if you can't do that in the NFL, and then you got you know a young rookie quarterback, and then you have a journeyman quarterback, uh, you're going to struggle. You're going to struggle. And I think that's probably why they didn't want to play um, um, Justin early on. Because if you did, you basically, I mean, history tells you that you're not getting too far with a rookie quarterback, uh, especially one that is kind of, I mean, ultra talented for sure, but he's struggling to pick up uh, reads. He struggles at, at times uh, with, with pre-snap and, and alignment and all the, all the things that, you know, the really good quarterbacks in this league do. 
So I thought that at the end of the day, once you put him in, that pretty much uh, was a nail in 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 Nagy's coffin and Pace's coffin because you weren't going to win too many games with a rookie quarterback. Um, so, but the future's bright. You got a good head coach in there. Uh, get some more weapons. Restructure the 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 uh, the, the roster. Yeah, because. I think that I think that uh, similar to Minnesota, you know, and so you know, obviously their team a little bit more veteran lady today. But I mean, sometimes it's time for the clean slate, you know. And I th- I knew Zimmer was on on the hot seat, and I had a feeling that Spielman, if he's on the hot seat, Spielman was on the hot seat. I thought those both of those situations were connected to each other, and to me, they're in a similar situation to where. But where's the team really going? You know, well, kind of, well, like, well, here's at a, least for us, we can blame it on kind of the youth. We have a mm-hmm. young ball club, but for Minnesota, I just I thought it was time for a fresh face up uh, up in Minnesota. What's your thoughts about up there with the Vikings? Well, here's the thing with Minnesota: they got a good roster. I mean, there's talent on that team. You arguably got one of the best wide receivers in the league, a young wide receiver at that drafted, uh, Justin Jefferson. Thielen is no joke either. K.J. Osborne, a good third receiver. And in some teams, he'd probably make a good second. Um, you know, you got a great running back. You know, quarterback isn't ideal. He's not going to go out there and, 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 and he's not he's not a world leader for sure. But, you know, he, he's serviceable. And, and you know, you, you probably got he might he might be right there between 15 and 20th in the league. Um, defense was where it was at. And I thought Zimmer kind of dropped the ball on the defense side. But. Yeah. Uh, you know that let them down, but then again, you're playing Aaron Rodgers of the world, you're playing some really good offenses. You know, especially in the NFC, you got some really good off the, the Brady's. You got the, you know, the NFC West, which is loaded. So you you really needed that defense to step up. And from a salary cap standpoint, they couldn't afford to keep a lot of those guys. Some of those guys fell off a little bit. Harrison fell off. Barr fell off. They couldn't get a pass rush. And so that's where kind of the the team kind of fell off. But uh, make no mistake, there's some talent on that team. And I think um, if you can get, uh, you know, somebody to come in and kind of work on both the uh, the O-line and D-line, get some get some get some players in there. They're not far off from winning that division, especially if Aaron Rodgers takes off. Yeah, and to me, uh, I think that's the reason Zimmer got fired is because of the defense. Oh, yeah, for sure. was able to put up points and like you said they got they have some pieces especially on the offensive end but their defense you know took a took a slip mm-hmm. and yeah i think that's that's the reason that you know to me zimmer caught the can you know spielman was a little bit surprising based on the fact that they have brought in some young players that has kind of hit the ground running such as justin jefferson of the world now obviously Dalvin Cook is one of the best in front of football so yeah, they're not devoid of say talent to me. Yeah, they just kind of dropped the ball defensively, kind of lost their identity on the defensive end. I mean, think about it. Three years ago, this was one of the best defenses in football. So yeah, I think that's the reason. Why- we on Five Sports Podcast. Coming up, I got my NBA correspondent. Shad coming through, provide some feedback, man, and some updates across the National Basketball Association. We on Fire Sports Podcast.
We on Five Sports Podcast. Man, man, the NBA is heating up. His teams are now into the new year. A lot of things unfolding across the NBA. And man, once again, I got a check-in, man, from my NBA correspondent, Bulls correspondent. You know, definitely if you're an OG of the podcast, definitely heard this Connect game from my partner in crime, man. I got Shaw checking in. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We on fire sports. Man, man, definitely, man. And, you know, had to get your insights, man, across the NBA, man, as we crossed over into 2022, man. And teams are making, you know, kind of moves out here as far as their position in the playoffs. We got a couple young teams out here, you know, playing some good basketball, surprising some teams. We got some teams that fell off, man. So I definitely want to get your opinion on it, man. It's hard in the East, man. It's a very interesting year in basketball, man. I'm loving it. It's a lot of a lot of little subplots going on here that and that we got to kind of pay attention to. Now with the East, my shocker team and one of the biggest subplots is the Cleveland Cavaliers. Oh, now, man. Big man, big man basketball that is fun. Subplot of the year, baby. Big man, they starting three seven for the league. They're trying to start a fourth. Let them showing the league, showing the league that it's not a three point shooting. The league ain't no three point shooting league. You're only shooting three pointers because you want to. That you can still survive with that big man. You know, yeah, definitely uh, impressive. uh, You know, definitely surprised me, man. Shout out to Kobe Altman. GM of the Cleveland Cavaliers, you know, I show love when it's due. You know, he took a lot of, you know, flack when LeBron left. You know, people forgot about this guy. But by the Cleveland Cavaliers and you know, he's made some some moves, man. Uh, I think Trajan Land uh Langdon, as we all know from Duke. Yeah. Up there up there in the front office as well, man. And and as we mentioned the big guys, man, I mean, what are your thoughts on Evan Mobley, man? Oh man, I'm loving Evan, Evan Mobley, man. He's, he's a traditional big, and that's what was um was getting them. That's what's getting Cleveland. It's not the play of a big learning how to step out and shoot threes. It's the play of a big in the paint traditionally, like Jared Allen. That's what he. That's how he become his scoring output as. Uh, move towards that direction because they're literally running plays for a big man and that opened up that he really knows how to score like to, before this year the league didn't never know that this guy can really get the ball down low and score yeah man it's definitely yeah. been been a good look for them i mean they've even inspired kevin love you know, oh kevin yeah they love got playing love like, like his last game the last couple Shout out to K Love. I mean, they yeah, K- must have lit a fire on me. Yeah, he said. Um, uh, oh, I have to go back and uh, read the little post, the post that he said about being productive, you know, and, and, and playing productive with bigs, you know. So it, it, the the Evan Mobley, you know, the whole big thing, you know, the thing that he does, he's a big guy. Forest, he's a he's a paint protector also. He's a traditional big to me. Like that's why he standing out because it's so traditional <laughs> like man this guy comes down he'll hit you in the post with a boo he'll hit a jump all you did he'll come down he'll block his shot and oh man i like evan mo he's pretty good 
Yeah, man, Cleveland is uh, definitely surprising folks uh, so far uh, this season uh, in the East. And it looks like they definitely have a real chance, even with the injuries. Yes, injuries. You know, they had an injury to uh, Rubio. They just picked up uh, picked up the OG out there with Jean Rondo on the roster now. So, yeah, Cleveland, man, you know, shout out to Darius Garland. Definitely got to get yeah, they can maintain it without Sexton for a while now. Yeah. So even before this new injury, these new injuries, the Rubio, they didn't have Sexton for a second, and they were still just because they, like I said, they playing that traditional game, man, that big man game, and it's like, man, oh yeah, oh yeah, man. A lot of teams want to try to go small, and it's like, oh yeah, I'm in trouble. <laughs> like, what you going all day with that lineup, man. Yeah. What's, your thoughts, what's your what's your thoughts, man, on the team in the East, man, that has kind of been under expectations for you, man? Um, really in the East, really this whole year with 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 the COVID situation, with guys being in and so so many guys in and out, it's like kind of hard to even uh predict like that. But basically, all the top teams have been kind of down to me, like the 76ers and the. But you, you, you really can't because of the injuries and stuff. Like, you know, you got a whole player that's not playing for the 76ers. You know, we don't even got to mention that. But exactly. then you got, you know, the Bucks. Everybody been in and out. So it's like, it's, it's really kind of hard to gauge this year. I would have I liked to have had a better chance of gauging this year. But it, 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 you can't really do it with everybody being in and out. The Bucks. They're still to me. I don't never. I've never. The Bucks. I, I. They are the defending champions, but I was. I was never sold on them being the champions like that. So I don't really. Man, after what Super Giannis did, man. I mean, Super Giannis did his thing, but it's just like I mean, it, it took. It took Kevin Durant feet to be too small for Super Giannis Steve had that. <laughs> I mean, being too big for Super Giannis Steve had that opportunity. And that's why I'm not really sold on it. Because I think another another uh, plot, another situation that me and you're going to have to get into on here is I think Brooklyn, the Brooklyn Nets, uh, Jack, their, their, uh, their, um, opportunity to win the championship last year they, they could have won the championship last year hadn't they went after James Harden there was no reason for him right? there was no reason for y'all to even go after that man yeah, y'all didn't need him he was halfway there he was part of the problem of why y'all lost and if you had Jared Allen the guy we talking about right now from Cleveland and you had a, a, a Karis Levert both were healthy at, in the playoffs last year. You would have won the championship last year. Yeah, that's real. That's a real thing. That's, so, that's real, real, uh, real thing, man. And I think with them now, you know, obviously you have uh, Kyrie Irving coming back into the fold. Yeah. That you know it's going to be real interesting to see, you know, how they go down the stretch of the uh, stretch of the season, man. So, yeah, the East, you know, I wouldn't, you know, I would consider it up for grabs an ex- to an extent. I mean, definitely got to show love to the Bucks. They are the defending champions. But, you know, as far as the top-tier teams, I think yeah. much you're looking at the Bulls, Brooklyn. You may throw Miami in there, you know, if they get, you know, get everybody back. Shout out to Bam. Yes. Man, shout out to Bam. Shout out to JB. Just, 
he can't stay in the lineup if he paid him to for some reason now. I, I don't know, man. Yeah, Miami. Yeah, Miami, yeah, Miami know, and Nick definitely had a, a, a little bit, a little bit nicked up, man. But they stay, and it's just like it ain't stopping. And another thing going Miami um, goes back to the, uh, the summer league conversations we were having. Remember, I was telling you about that big guy on Miami in the summer league. That's uh, Yurtsevin. He's been playing now, and he's playing pretty good with. Him. So it goes back to uh, we had a conversation about that. Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah, you definitely, uh, yeah, you definitely uh, put me on game on him, and not only him, but shout out to uh, Max Sturgis. Yes, Struss. Yeah, Max Struss from. Uh, yeah, he's from. Uh, he from out here, man. That's my man. He from yeah, Paul uh, the Paul the Paul University in the building. So now he went to um uh Shane, what, what school did he go to? Uh, Lincoln Way. Um, dang, what what school? I, I'm gonna look it up. I don't want to even speak on it right now because I don't want to be wrong. But yeah, he's from here. But he's definitely, from- definitely, he's been a, a big contribution for them since uh, Bam has been out. So, like I mm-hmm. said, East is definitely going to be interesting, man. We definitely going to have to check back in on the, on the East. To 2022 and man gonna take it you know to the west to the western conference man and right now we currently have you know phoenix and golden state juggling for the one and two spots you know we got utah right there i mean they i think they may have jumped into second but um it's a situation out west man where you got you know the cream teams at the top we got some teams that's trying to make some hustle moves What's your thoughts, man, across across the Western Conference? Uh, I, I'm loving the Western Conference also. I love the re reemergence of uh, Steph Curry and Golden State. Uh, before the Clay Thompson, we're going to have to get into that also, man. Uh, that's another uh, conversation we have to get into this Clay Thompson conversation. But yeah, I, I'm loving the um, resurgence of. Uh, Golden State and wow, just the pieces that Golden State got have to go along with them having this resurgence and the guys that's down and the guys they're gonna have coming back. It's just like a it's a myriad of riches over there, man. That's all I can say. Like all all the low pieces that they have. Uh Phoenix is very impressive, uh continuing from last year on their good play. Through all, all this stuff is happening through a lot of injuries too, man. That's what's 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 uh crazy about the west it's a lot like they, they the west is just man i mean the whole nba is suffering from this covid unfortunate covid this it's weird to me i, I don't want to get into it but it's weird but it's just um the west is is, is what it is you got golden state you got phoenix uh denver are just they they're just unfortunate uh Jokic, He's a true uh, NBA great. He's a true uh, uh, what whatever people say about him is the truth to me. <laughs> I think that man, that man holds his own. He play. He's a great player, but unfortunately, the, the players around him just you got Jamal Murray. You got uh, Michael uh, Michael Porter. You got all these guys that stay healthy. So 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's very fortunate. Their team but... has been just around 500 all season, and uh, with the losses to Porter and Murray right now, man, is that, I mean, especially playing in the West, you know, pretty much you're going to be a 500 ball club, at least until one of those guys yeah. goes back. Um, yeah, he's doing, he's, uh, that's why I say I, I give Jokic all the respect he, he can give him, man. He's, he's been holding it down for them, but he can't just do it by himself. And that's the true definition of you got to just do it by yourself because he not only are these guys down, you keep getting other guys down. It's just like he's the only constant, literally, <laughs> like literally. So. Exactly. And I mean, I would I would have him, you know, how my MVP list. I mean, he playing MVP basketball. You know, it's just a shame, like you say, man, that the uh, injuries to their team and we really haven't seen the true Denver Nuggets so far this season, man. Dude. Yeah. You can't, and that, that yeah, that goes to the the whole MVP thing, man. You know, you can't beat the, the MVP is all about winning. In reality, you know, they're trying to change the narrative to some stat stuff. You know, try to keep certain people in in, in the race, but it's really about uh, winning. So, unfortunately, by him having all these guys out, he's not able to build up enough wins to become an MVP candidate, but that's my main part purpose of me pointing out that this dude is great and he's doing the best that he can. He won't get noticed for this year because he, his team is not winning enough for him to be noticed, to be the MVP. So it's very unfortunate. And you got the, um, the West is just, man, it's Utah, uh, you know, the team of the, Rudy Gobert is probably one of the more underrated players of, of all time, almost. <laughs> like, just his impact. Like, the impact of Rudy Gobert goes unknown. Like, people don't really... If you got to watch the Jazz to really see that man's impact, he has a big impact on that team. And, man, uh, Spider Mitchell. Uh, of course, Mike Conley. You know, a lot of people don't know how much uh, Mike Conley has always impacted so. Yeah, man, and shout out to Spider, uh, Spider Mitchell, man. Uh, he won the uh, Western Conference Player of the Month. Mm-hmm. Um, we on Five Sports Podcast, man. Once again, man, I want to thank everybody for listening to We on Five Sports Podcast, episode number twenty-six. Man, in this episode, man, I want to first thank my guests for coming through. Shot, NBA correspondent, Bulls correspondent, and my man Steve, NFL correspondent, Dolphins correspondent as well. Definitely, I appreciate y'all coming through and following through. In reference to this particular episode, man, we broke down, man, Black Monday across the NFL with coaches catching the guillotine. We definitely took a look across the NBA, what's going on in the Eastern Western Conference. Man, so we definitely had a hot one this week. And man, once again, I want to thank you guys for listening to We On Fire Sports Podcast.